0: Please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, speak to us today. Speak to our hearts, our minds. Speak your word into our lives that we may live with your love. Unite us in that love. And lead us to share your love. In Jesus' name, amen. You shall love one another. As I have loved you, so you shall love one another. That's what Jesus said. Seems pretty clear. Seems pretty simple. Um, Seems uh, impossible (laughs) to actually do. But it's straightforward in any case. This uh, passage from the Gospel today comes to us uh, from a familiar section of Scripture in John 13. What's going on here is uh, what we know as the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper. It is um, Jesus uh, on the night that He is betrayed. Um, the, The Gospel begins with, uh, today's little section of the Gospel begins with, A- after he had gone out, it's not Jesus that he, that's Judas. they had been gathered around the table, um, Jesus had washed the disciples' feet. He had shared with them that example of humility. It starts earlier than that even, because before He washes the disciples' feet, John tells us, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands, meaning what? Knowing that He had all the power of God resting in His life. That whatever He did in that moment was what God would do. Can you imagine that? What Jesus Jesus chose to do in a moment when He realized that He had all the power of God dwelling and at work in Him in that moment, in that place. And what Jesus chose to do was to kneel down and to wash His disciples' feet. Including Judas. Judas. But he knows that Judas is about to betray him. And in, in the Gospel, he actually sends him uh, off to do as he had planned to do. And then we pick it up. After he had left, Jesus talks about the glory of the Father dwelling in him, about his life dwelling in the Father, about that that is the glory that is there. And then he gives them a new command Love one another just as I have loved you. And for the centuries that have followed, we, the church, have argued and argued and argued and argued about who is the one another. Who belongs? Who are we to love? How are we to love them? What does that mean? Who fits, who doesn't? They say that's been the argument ever since then because it's the argument that is present to us in the book of Acts that we are reading. Did you catch that in the first line of the book of, of the reading from Acts? Um, the uh, the apostles and the believers in Judea were gathered and they heard that the good news had that God's word had been given to the Gentiles? Woohoo! Let me hear all the Gentiles say, Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that's good news! And yet they didn't say woohoo, did they? They criticized Peter. For what? What'd you go to them? Why'd you go eat with them? Do you have a them in your life? Yep. We all have a them in our life. Do you go over to your them? Do you go over to them and eat with them regularly? Do you show up at their house every day and say, hey, I just thought I'd hang out for a while with them? Or do you Like so many of us, avoid them. Stay away from them. Keep them away from us. Keep them outside of the circle. Make sure they know just how much they don't belong and how much they are not one of us. Which one seems... More like what you do. It's very clear what the apostles and the believers in Judea understood about them. They were to have nothing to do with us. Peter is one of the apostles and the believers in Judea. He goes to them. How dare he? Why would he? How could he? That's the question before them. Why would you go to them? Don't you know you should stay away from those people? Peter's answer is so interesting because what he talks about is a vision. He talks about a vision that he had. He talks about direction from God. He talks about arguing with God about, uh, God, this is a bad idea. I would never do such a thing. God says, no, what I've declared clean, you don't get to declare unclean or profane. Go. At the door now, there's some people that are them. All the way through the the book of Acts, it's always them. I went with them. I went with them. And us. (laughs) There's always that distinction. You feel it. They felt it. We know it. You know who messes with it? It's not Peter that signs up for this, and it isn't you and I either, is it? You know who signs up for it? God. The Holy Spirit... Drives us to include them in our one another. We are just fine and dandy with our one another. When Jesus says, Love one another, I tell people all the time, I'm blessed to serve a congregation that loves God and loves people. And that's rare. And it's true. And every, t- every Sunday we come here and we see hugs that are shared and we see smiles that are shared and we see greetings that are given. And, and when you're not here, I know that you call each other and you reach out to each other and you, and you send uh, cards and you say, hey, I missed you. And that is love that is shared with one another. And it's a very good thing. It's a beautiful thing. every now and then, some new people come into our one another. And when they do, what do we do? We love them because they're one another. You know where we struggle? We don't like to go to them. It's true, isn't it? As soon as you come into our one another, we'll love you. (laughs) Stay out there where they are. Eh, we'll wait and see. You know who's out there at work? The Holy Spirit. And He can work in you when you go out there. Because you'll encounter them. call you to love them like one another. And that's hard. Because out there, it doesn't feel like in here, does it? You're not sure what people think. You're not sure if they understand things the same way. You're not sure if it'll go well. You're not sure if they'll accept you. You're not sure if it'll fit together. You're not sure if they'll find a place here. You're not sure how anything will happen. You know what? Peter wasn't either. He was as astonished as anybody when he saw what God did. Peter shows up at the house of those people in Caesarea, and he tells them about Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, he sees the Holy Spirit come to them. It doesn't say what. Peter didn't say, here, receive the Holy Spirit, because why? It's not Peter's to give. God is at work. Peter just witnessed to it. And he's as astonished as any of the rest of us are. What? The Holy Spirit showed up in their lives? (laughs) That's a new one. Think about your them for a minute. If you all of a sudden saw a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in their life when you were talking with them, wouldn't you be surprised? You'd be like, whoa, whoa. Didn't see that one coming. But that's what God does. Peter didn't go to them because he wanted to. He went to them because God called him to. Where's God calling you? What thems has God called you to? And how many of them are part of our one another? Because we're called to love them as one another. We're called to one another, them. Not because it's comfortable or easy. Not because we want it or we understand it. But because the work of the Holy Spirit is constantly doing it. May we learn to one another them as God has one anothered us. Amen.